Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Um, Trust you all well that you've been having an amazing few weeks. I'm very much looking looking forward to today's episode. I was just speaking with my guest today. I think you're going to have a real sense that you're going to uh, receive so much and enjoy today's episode. I think we're all in for a treat. Uh, I heard about this man from, to be honest, a bunch of friends. And I was in Mexico and I was traveling and a bunch of friends at the, at the dinner table were telling me about this thing, Gene Keys, Gene Keys, Gene Keys. I'm like, the hell is Gene Keys? And uh, they were raving about this, this sort of this thing that they were reading and studying and that was helping them with their lives. And so I remember... This was a, a, a while ago. I went online and started Googling this, this Gene Keys thing. And this guy shows up and, and I start listening to some of his videos. And as you know, I'm pretty discerning. And I felt such a, a heartfulness and a uh, authenticity in his essence and teachings and spirit just transmit uh, as he was teaching that I felt like this is a guy I would love to have on Soul Talk. As you know, Soul Talk is all about uh, soulful conversations to help you live a more authentic life. And I have a feeling that today's episode and his teachings will uh, support you in that arena. And so today's episode is with uh, the amazing Richard Rudd, founder of Gene Keys, international teacher, mystic, and poet. In 2019, he was named on the Watkins list of 100 most spiritually influential living people. Welcome to Soul Talk. Thanks, Coot. It's lovely to be here. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to the conversation. Uh, before I dive into some a whole bunch of like specific questions I have for you, I'm always just curious about how people started their path. And I'm always wondering, you know, destiny was it parents was it upbringing and so i'm curious in terms of your childhood your upbringing what what inspired your path of seeking to to move you in the trajectory of doing what you're doing now what where, where did it begin yeah well i think i i mean i i'm very fortunate i had a very uh good upbringing i had very loving parents um they stayed together their whole life my whole life mm. Um, and, and so I had a stable, I guess, you know, very privileged upbringing and, um, but I guess, you know, something inside me that allowed something inside me to kind of something to want to know more, you know, from, from quite early on, like, because there was this privilege around me. Um, and, um, and I think that's what 
what got me out the door actually mm. um because i i i saw people around me who were sort of enjoying life and you know but i for me i i was just curious and so the first thing as i did as soon as i left school was uh, head off around the world and mm. um and on my own and i wanted to be on my own in the world you know away mm. from all that stuff um and and you know and so i did and so i i headed off all you know on around the world ticket and just started to flow and meet people and um i got i wanted to go as far off the beaten track as i could wow you know? and that and so that is what kind of woke me up and i realized you know after a year of doing that i realized that there was something more to life than i'd ever realized uh -huh. before and uh, there was something kind of taking care of me there was something orchestrating events and meetings and you know encounters and i had so many extraordinary encounters just mm. in that one year and it and and then i just carried on you know i carried mm -hmm. on throughout my 20s um whenever i could um traveling the world meeting amazing people um and that is what kind of i mean again that's how i i guess i that's how i used my time and my privilege mm. you know i used it by traveling by learning by absorbing um serving in some cases you know mm. i wanted to be of service i you know um and uh yeah that, that that kind of fired me up that opened my heart i think to like a whole other reality i i realized i could do anything i could be anyone wow know? and was that, there any any anything particular that you remember from that year that was an opening or an experience or a moment or was there anything that stood out for you that was a pivotal sounds like the whole thing was but I'm yeah i mean there was, was some there were some moments there were some scary moments as well because when you're out on your own and you're you know you're with you're in the world you're there the world is there the world is yeah. corrupt and mean yeah. and cruel and there are people out to get you and all of that and I was kind of young and carefree and a bit innocent. And so, you know, I was I was conned a few times. And, uh -huh. You know, I found myself, you know, it, kind of in some sticky situations. Um, but I wised up pretty quickly and I realized, mm. wow, that was I was that was lucky. You know, there was times where I was out, you know, I realized that I've been like conned into a situation and um and I'd literally have to kind of go out someone's window and run off. You know? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, and yeah, so I, I learned, um, the, the ways of the world, you know, at very, at very quick pace. Um, mm -hmm. but, but I guess there were also, you know, I, I was in, I was in Sydney, I was in Australia and, um, and I, uh, I almost got hit by a car just crossing the road. I was, you know, I'd been to see a film, a movie. And I come out and I was a little bit as you are when you come out of the movies and this car just, and I, I sort of didn't see it and it nearly hit me. It was a big limo. Anyway, so the guy wound down his window and he kind of shouted, he said, what are you from Adelaide, mate? Or something, you know, that was just like, <laughs> sort of sleepy in Adelaide, according to people in Sydney. Anyway, and I started chatting to him. He said, where are you from? I said, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from England. And he said, where are you going? And I just told him where I was heading. And he said, do you want a lift? And I was like, <laughs> you should say no. <laughs> I just got in. And I thought, you know, and anyway, so this guy gives me a lift in his limo and, and I'm chatting away and, um, and he's just a nice guy. He's a businessman and just, 
you know, interested in people and, um, and anyway, he sets me up with um, just from that 10 minute ride with, um, you know, it turns out he owns a whole kind of Island up in the North and stuff. And wow. so he sets me up with this whole experience where um, just because I trusted him, mm. you know, and, and he trust, he, he just thought that was, you know, that was worth a lift up. And so he set me up with this whole working on a film and just, you know, all wow. these incredible events came out of that. Um, and it was that saying yes to something that was a little bit risky, but my instinct said, yes, um, it was that mm. trusting of my instinct. And, and, uh, and that's what I learned in that year. I learned to trust in my instinct. And when wow. I didn't trust in it, I also learned, you know, wow. Yeah. Wow. We're going to get into some of that, that as yeah. well. Um, so I'm curious then you went around for this year and, and how, 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 what was the trajectory to Gene Keys? Well, how did that, that unfold? What was, well, the, yeah, that I'm was, sure that, that was, was a process, but. Yeah, that was many years and, um, you know, a lot of traveling and a lot of learning and, um, you know, I did, I did some university time as well and, mm-hmm. um, so, because I, I, you know, I, I guess I was, I was gifted at English and writing, um, and uh, and so, but I didn't know what to do with it, and I mm. didn't want to go into a, any kind of profession or anything like that. Um, and you know, my family business is wine, were wine merchants, um, mm. which I really loved and and still love to this day. Mm. Um, but uh, and I and I thought when I was younger that I'd just go and do that, but I but it but then something happened. Um, when I was around 18 and uh, I realized there was this whole spiritual dimension to life because I, mm. I, I had an experience with, with uh, watching a guy doing Tai Chi actually. Wow. And, um, and I went up to him afterwards and I asked him some questions and he passed his energy into me um, and I felt it really strongly and it awakened something in me, a memory. Mm. And, from that point onwards, I knew there was something else. And so I set off down this path. And that's why I was traveling. I was traveling because I wanted to know more. And, um, and in those days, we didn't have the internet. Okay, so you you literally were just going with your intuition. You know, yeah. you couldn't Google it. Your, your, your intuition was was the Google. And and so that's what, that's what I had. And that's what took me into all these incredible – I met some amazing teachers, I, mm-hmm. you know, in the East and um, – in Asia and um, and Americas, and um, that's where I started learning and gathering kind of wisdom, and and almost remembering as well. I felt mm. like I was remembering my soul, you know, through all these experiences. And then the and then at the age of about twenty eight, I had a spontaneous mystical experience um, mm. that I woke up one morning in my bed, and. And I woke up into an, an exalted state of consciousness. I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it, but it was it was quite unusual because I actually was asleep and then I woke up <laughs> and ah. then I was awake in, ah. and I was double awake. Double awake, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I haven't actually heard of anyone else who's had a similar experience yet, ah. you know, who actually from sleep came spontaneously into this wider state of consciousness. And there's no, I can't, I wasn't taking any drugs or anything like that. It just was a spontaneous thing. I woke up and I was in it and I stayed in it for three days and three nights. And what was, and what in, was, what was it? What, what, what was like, were you seeing things? Was it a feat? Like, can you describe the. Uh, yeah. Like um, 
fast energy coming through my body, like light, like the intelligence of light magnified in my body, hugely bright, like a star, like I was a star or a sun, you know, it was just mm -hmm. pouring through me. Pour, you know, to begin with, I was scared, you know, and I, I thought that was, <laughs> I was going crazy. And then I started to settle into it and breathe. And then I realized, because I knew what it was, like there was that part of my soul that just went, I know what, I know this state. This is the normal state. Mm. This is, you know, and and in that state, in that intelligence of that that light, I don't know what else to call it, um, was vast wisdom, you know, and, and it was literally, it's hard to explain this, but if I wanted to know something, I could know it. I could find it out. You know, just in that state, I could ask a question or I could remember something or I could know something in the future or, or my destiny, you know, and I did. I was hungry. I said, okay, I'm going to find out everything I can. And wow. I didn't know it was going to last three days. I thought that was it. Huh. Um, and anyway, so in those three days, I, I learned a lot. I remembered a lot. And it was it was in those three days that the Gene Key stuff came to me, but it wasn't in in a form or a structure it was more like a kind of um, a transmission of, of of a wisdom that I wouldn't understand till later, but I felt it inside me. Mm. Um, and then, you know, later on, you know, as, as I came down from that experience, like coming down off the mountain, um, it was very hard. You know, mm. I wanted to get, I wanted to be back <laughs> in it. Um, I tried everything for years mm. until I realized, I can, I'm not in control. It's like, mm. I didn't make it happen. I can't make it happen again. Mm. So I'm just going to have to accept it. Mm. And, um, and at times I had little insights, you know, where, where it was almost like in that experience, the door was open fully wide, both the doors. And then, at, you know, what I realized is that door had been left slightly ajar, slightly open. Mm. And so through that little opening, I could get, insight and i could i could remember that higher state and i could kind of draw things from it and that's mm. where i started to write from and actually i don't think i'd have you you wouldn't write in that full full state you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to write you couldn't mm. write you could you could hardly talk <laughs> you know so so yeah um that's where i started to write and i started to write the gene keys book and that took wow. seven years to write wow um, and then, and, um, and and was this like you writing daily for seven years, or um, yeah, kind of on and off. And I I started off by doing it. I I started to write it, and I and then I would publish it at the same time online. So I'd like so I had these keys mm. based on the I Ching, and I thought I'm going to do it through this system called the I Ching. I'm going to explore each of these sixty four fragments of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Because they were, you know, they were fascinating to me, and I explored each one um, as long as it took in a random order, and and then I wrote the book out of that, and it became something completely different from the original um, because it just came through this crack in wow. the in the veil, mm. um, and then I I remember finishing the book. I remember putting the last full stop because the first I I, re I would record it and then share it. And then um, I finished all 64 like that. It took about three years. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and I, and I thought I need to do another pass. And I did another big pass that took another three years. Wow. Um, and re-edited and expanded and shaped it. And it stuck, you know, and then the very last thing I did was write the introduction um, and then 
kind of this big book was finished. And I remember that final moment where I just had that mm-hmm. final thing. I thought I've done. And then I sort of sat down and I was like, wow, that, and I had this funny feeling of like that book, I don't know where it's going, but it's got its own destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was like, I don't know, 30 years ago. Wow. 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 So what is jinkies? As you know, especially for those of us that are wondering, jinkies, what, yeah, what is this thing? Um, like, like, is it definable? Can you define it? Like, yeah. What is it? It's a, it's a it's like those three days that I had. I'm I captured the essence of those three days in wow. this book, in these keys. And what it does is it is a it's a system of transformation, awakening. Uh, that applies a universal code um, that lives inside us uh, and it helps you awaken that code through the way you live. And so it it gives us a language and a framework for understanding our reality. And so so it's divided into three levels. It's divided into what's called the shadow level, each gene key. They're called gene keys, there's 64 of them. It's like a it's like an encyclopedia of human consciousness in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like reading a dictionary of human mm-hmm. consciousness when you and so the book itself is a sort of code book in that sense. And you can read it if you want. You can but a lot of people dive into it and they explore it in different ways. And and I've done audio versions and all kinds of stuff. But actually, what there's all kinds of programs that come out of the book that help mm-hmm. you to use it. I guess in in some way it's been likened to a course in miracles. Mm-hmm. which is another you know major kind of transmission mm-hmm. um a book that you work with on a, over a, over over a lifetime really yeah and and i work with it as well mm. so you have these three levels the shadow which is where we struggle um and challenge challenges in life and our suffering the nature of our suffering and then each shadow contains a gift that's the middle level And the gift is when you embrace the shadow, if you can learn the lesson of the shadow and you can transform it, you know, that challenge, that difficulty, then you come to the gift, you awaken the gift and it awakens inside you. It opens your heart. It opens up pathways inside your biology and your brain and Mm. opens you up to your genius. Mm. And then the highest level is called the Siddhi, which is a Sanskrit word. Um, I couldn't find a word in English because it's a sort of, representation for i guess we'd call it a superpower you know that that inside our dna inside all the 64 codons of our dna lie hidden superpowers right Mm. um and and i don't mean sort of i mean i mean like words like compassion describe it um you know ecstasy um those experiences deep wisdom you know those are the things that I experienced in those three days, our natural higher state, our transcendent state, um, out, out transcendent of the body, you know, of this life, of this form, of this mm. identity. And so that then gives us the fabric of a whole journey of our life, you know, that, we, that the struggles and the challenges and the horrors that we meet mm. in, a, in our lives are actually the fuel of this transcendence, you know. So we 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 get to work with those shadows. They're individual and they're named, and mm. they're specific to us. 
Hmm. So that's the sort of journey you can, so you can really get stuck deep into the, into the toolbox and um, it can, wow. it can really help you understand some of the difficulties in your life and transform them. Wow. How, how much of, from what, what you've experienced and through your work, how much would you say of one's life is, or is one's life influenced by karma and how much of it is destiny? How much of it do we have control of? How much can we change? Are there some people that are destined to just suffer? And, and, and that's a part of their lesson. It, it, can anyone shift? So how much do we control? How much do we not control? It's mm, a great question. I mean, I, my understanding is it's like um, every, everyone can shift. Anyone mm -hmm. can shift. And, um, you know, there are those amazing stories from like the, the, the Christian, you know, uh, repentance, you know, where people and, and you hear them in lots of different religions, for example, stories of people who were very evil, mm -hmm. who suddenly saw their true nature in a flash or in a moment of utter horror. And then turned in that moment, like St. Paul on the way to Damascus or those kind of, and I'm not Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm non, mm -hmm. I'm everything, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, but you see how anyone can turn anything into that kind of, into that light. If they really, um, if they really have the courage to dive deep. So, but within that, we also have um, what you said as a destiny or a dharma. The Indians call it the dharma is is mm. is our kind of life path. And so you could say at the highest level of consciousness, that was one of the things that I saw, and people won't like this necessarily, is at the highest level of consciousness, there's no individual will. That was what I experienced. Mm. Mm. There just is. It just is. It's a, it's, it feels like it's predestined. Um, and so it, so your will is the will of the whole, you know, your will is supplanted by the will of the whole. So when you realize that you're the whole, you realize you have no individual will. Yeah. <laughs> so you sort of, that's where you surrender, but that's yeah. tough for the human struggling person mm. um, with their life or their mortgage or their kind of difficult or their health issue or their, you know, poverty or whatever it is. Um, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily help them. <laughs> okay. Mm. But what helps them is seeing that the suffering can be transformed and it actually is there to be transformed and, mm. and it, and it contains a gift. That's an incredible thing. You know, so it's like, uh, you know, um, a diamond that is hidden in a lump of carbon, yes. you know, a rough lump of carbon, and, and it, you can't see it, but it's in there. And mm. you're going to have to chip away, and you're going to have to refine and work on that, and eventually you might be able to get to that diamond. Mm -hmm. um, that's our life. <laughs> are there any, are there any uh, sort of steps to discovering the gift like if someone's in suffering are there i don't know are there any questions let's say someone's in suffering and they're mm. they're like richard there's no freaking gift here i don't see any mm. gift in there's no gift in my 
the abuse I went through. There's no gift in 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 what I what I'm experiencing in this relationship. I just don't see the gift. Yeah. What? How can they begin to either ask some questions or what can they do to start? Yeah. Opening to that, finding the gift. Yeah. Well. You know, after I'd written the Jinkies book, I was like, okay, well, this is, here's the code book. How do you use it? Right, right. And so I had to figure out myself how to use it. And I found lots of ways to use it in the end. But I I wrote um, a couple, about five years ago, another little book, right? Because uh-huh. Jinkies is a big book. And I wrote this little uh-huh. book, all right, uh-huh. um, uh, called The Art of Contemplation. And this mm. is the sort of technique that, I use and that people who are working with these teachings use the art of contemplation and many other people use it as well mm. naturally without having you know because it's a it's a natural thing it's a, it's a bit similar to meditation uh, and it's a bit similar to mindfulness but it's a right. little bit looser and more playful I would say and a bit more open to creativity so mm. so what with with the art of contemplation as you learn the art of contemplation what you do is you're creating space around your experience so if you're suffering you start to create space so that you can really see that suffering fully because mm. if you're just totally identified with it utterly you can't separate yourself from it and and that that experience of uh, you know what you said of someone saying i can't see the gift is absolutely true you can't but if you start to create, if there are techniques you can do, you know, just to create a little bit of space around it so that you can look at it and you don't have to like it. You know, I mm. say there are three levels to this, allowing, accepting and embracing. And the first one is allowing. You just have to allow it right. and, and you can and you can hate it and you can be angry and you can be full of like bitterness and, you know, you've been mm. betrayed or whatever it is. And 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 you can hate yourself. But you just have to begin to create a little bit of allowing. Go, wow! I hate myself. Mm, <laughs> you know, mm. that's the first step of awareness, self-awareness. Yeah. The person that can say that, yes, is a really wise person. <laughs> They've opened a door, you know, mm. and and that door can begin to go wider over time. And they and they will probably need a lot of support. And mm. you know, they might they need a lot of love, and they and they need to start to learn to love themselves again. And and even forgive themselves and that's mm. a that's a process that takes time it takes patience it takes takes a lot of gentleness and these are these are words that go with the art of contemplation gentleness mm. patience inquiry you know you have to be able to you have to have the courage to look inside and go well what you, know, you don't have to know why this has happened to you mm. But you have to have the courage to just really accept that it has and that there might, there might just be one day, there might Mm. be a glint of light that you might, you know, something may come out of this. You may be able to serve others one day out of this. Mm. You may be able to help others because this happened to you. And that might be an incredible thing, you know, Mm. and then you, and then it suddenly has a purpose, but right now it doesn't and you can't feel it, but it's a journey. And so the contemplation practice gives you a really simple set of kind of, they're not, they're almost not techniques. They're kind of pointers to create space, pauses, mm. I call them, pauses in the fabric of your life yeah. um, so that you, you can entertain the shadow, you know, the difficulty mm-hmm. and you can really look at it. And then that allowing can become accepting 
you know, because the allowing is is one stage and then the deeper stage is acceptance. And when you mm-hmm. accept something fully, it tr- starts to transform inside you. It yes. actually starts to change your hormones, your biology. Mm-hmm. It's, you're no longer kind of a victim of it. Mm-hmm. And so we go through these transformations, you know, and they're, they're emotional, they're mental, they're spiritual. They, what happens, what I've seen more than anything in people is that creativity starts to emerge in people. And it's, and it's mm-hmm. what, you know, so when you unlock the power of the shadow and you start to transform it, you, some form of creativity emerges, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to create something, you know, and, and so out of that creativity, um, becomes your freedom actually it becomes a lifeline mm. anyway so that that's sort of yeah it's a powerful thing to, to yeah. learn to do contemplation beautiful allowing so the space allowing acceptance and then embrace embraces when yeah it's when the pattern this is sort of a miracle in a way or a piece mm-hmm. of magic that uh, it's when the pattern is literally deleted from your DNA. Deleted. You know, it actually, yeah, it's deleted. It's like a, it's like a programming. You know, we're programs. You know, <laughs> literally, mm-hmm. and 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 so, it's it's like you've worked it through and it's gone. And so it's you've burnt it from your yes. white hot. You've burnt it from your DNA. The pattern is gone, and and then you're a different person. You're reborn in a sense. Mm. Um, and so and and that's where you get to the purpose. The grace. Right, right, right. That's when you get to the purpose of the experience, the the, mm. the, the situation. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. In life, because you mentioned shadow challenge and suffering, does do we have to go through suffering? Is there another way to grow? Or, or, or is it necessary in this human experience? It's a great question. I love that. That's one of my deep contemplations of my life contemplations. Oh. What's come to me through the experience I had and occasionally have other flashes of, um, and I know many others do, is that um, right now in our evolution, mm-hmm. um, we are learning through suffering. And, um, and, we, and we really, as a, as a species, we're really exploring it. <laughs> You know, you could mm. look at it like that. We're really exploring all the possible avenues of suffering to see what might be hidden in it and and how we might find these gifts that are hidden in it. And then, you know, and, and that's why we resonate so strongly with all the films and books and movies right, and stuff right. of people transforming suffering into grace, you know, mm. in some form. And, we, and that's what we really resonate with because that's what we are trying to do in our lives. Mm-hmm. What I had the glimpse of is that there is another way we learn, you know, and but we haven't got there yet. And the other way we learn is is the opposite of suffering. It's bliss, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I experienced, and, and it's hard for people unless they've had a glimpse, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of understand this, um, but I'll share it anyway. I was in a state of bliss for three days and three nights. Mm-hmm. And um and I and it was as deep as suffering, you know. Mm. It had as many nuances and layers and and avenues and openings and stories and lifetimes, 
literally just, I just looked at it and I thought, oh my God, I could just, I want to explore this forever. I want to explore mm-hmm. these levels and layers. And, and I, and I realized it was like the higher kind of next evolution mm. beyond this one that once we've done with suffering, we get to explore through bliss. Mm. And, and you might just think bliss is one state and it's like, oh, it's not, it's multi-layered just wow. as suffering is. So it's our future evolution that we're moving to. I, I think that's quite useful to know. I mean, mm. even though it's a little bit out of our reach for mm-hmm. some of us, I think it's still good to know what's ahead, mm. you know, um, and that we'll be part of that mm. in mm. some way. And we are part of that and we can explore it in this very life, you know, yes. but we have to do that. We have to go towards the shadow. We have to have the courage to deal with the suffering that is come that will come to us. And then if we really, if we're lucky, I guess, or if mm-hmm. grace is with us, we can experience some of those higher states, whether mm-hmm. it may be bliss, it may not be exactly bliss. It might be something similar. How do we, Mm, it's to do with grace. How do we invoke more grace? Can we invoke more grace? <laughs> yeah. Activate yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I created a little program and you, I'm sure people can find it. It's online. If you Google my name, Richard Rudd, and um, it's, it's a little free program called the seven days of grace. Mm. And and in it, I I kind of offer people the opportunity to go through seven days of doing little things each day, um, saying little things, listening to a little meditation, the little journey, and and the idea is that within those seven days, you'll have a moment of grace that mm. will appear. And if it doesn't appear in those seven days, it may appear after those seven days, like a few days later, or even a week later, or something. But it's it's your money back if, if it doesn't happen, but I, but it's free anyway. So it and it's been incredibly popular because it gives people little glimpses, and there are mm. things you can do. There are techniques, there are meditations, there are there are, you know this art of contemplation. Um, you you know it, it's quite simple. It's like if we give attention to things that inspire us, things that move us deeply things that help us to feel awe mm. whether that's nature or you know spending time with someone you really love or someone like I, I give all these in the back of my little contemplation book I give lots of little um, exercises and ideas for people like everyone in their life knows someone who really makes them laugh you know mm-hmm. we all know someone like that right, right I bet you right. know someone yep and so the, so the invitation from contemplation is just make a commitment to spend more time with that person. Huh. <laughs> you know, it's like, just spend more time with them. Why wouldn't you? you right, know? And, right. and so you have to make a little bit of an effort. But that's when grace comes, when you mm. make that little bit of effort. And there are so many of those things we can do without kind of changing our life too much. And as we start to do them, and and we're literally giving to ourselves the grace that's already out there, mm. <laughs> so it's we start to notice it, mm. and 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 we start to um, romance it towards us, and that's how you get that's how you kind of get grace. You have to romance it. It's a feminine spirit, you know. You have to sort of 
titillated, mm. and then it comes and finds you. And mm. so, yeah, it's a. It, there are things you can do. I mean, my master key is gentleness. That that's the thing I've learned is like mm. just be gentle with yourself. Mm. You know, and if you can be gentle with yourself, then on a consistent basis, then everything mm. starts to come for you. And so, and it's there's a bit of a trick there because sometimes being gentle with yourself can be can mean having a boundary with others, you know, which mm-hmm. you, you know, so gentleness with yourself can be quite strong with others at times. Doesn't mean you're gentle with everyone else. Right. I mean, ideally you're, you are, but sometimes it's not gentleness that's needed. Mm. Gentleness towards yourself can be, you know, a no to a pattern or a behavior or a person that is abusing you in some way or taking advantage of you in some way. So, Gentleness towards yourself is a really powerful practice. Um, if, so, if someone is feeling like they, like, okay, I, let's say, okay, Richard, I'm, I, I'm hearing, I know I should be gentle with myself, <laughs> but I have done some really messed up stuff. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they feel that way. I've, you know, cheated on my wife, my husband, I have... Like there's things they say, there's things that they've done that they mm-hmm. feel from their past is just it's just not forgivable. It's just it's just you know it, it, it it's it's wrong. It's bad. It's 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 you know it's just it's they've harmed people and 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 so for that person who's who's they're like, I don't deserve the gentleness. You know, I've, I've hurt so many people and, and, and they understand they should be, but when they look at what they have done in reality, they feel like they can't be gentle. Mm. How, how do they navigate that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, it's, it's the beginning <laughs> It's the beginning of our journey that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for many of us, it's like, uh, you have to see yourself like, you know, everyone, everyone has that, you know, yes. everyone, everyone has that stuff that they've done that they really don't want to tell anyone, or they just, mm-hmm. it's a hidden corner of their soul and they just bury it or they wear it openly. And they just say, I did this. I'm awful. You know, mm-hmm. we are, we, we, ha- we're all the same in that in some level some mm. some have done yes it's true some have done more harsh things um and it's the journey is to like look at yourself like a, a wounded animal mm. you know because that's what we are we're like a wounded puppy or something you know and 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 what do you do when you approach that wounded animal that little baby horse or something and it's wounded yes how yes. do you approach it Real tenderness, real patience, mm. real gentleness, delicacy. And, we, and so we have to sort of see ourselves as the wounded thing and, mm. and, take, and we have to begin that journey that's impo- that seems impossible. And, and it starts with just one step, you know, like all journeys begin with one step. What's one thing that you can do to help yourself? right now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if there's just one thing i mean everyone knows what that one thing is mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like if there's one thing i can do for myself you know because i'm yes i'm a terrible person all of that done to but there's still 
you know, there must be some tiny part of me that deserves one little thing. And yeah. if you can just give yourself that one thing, you've taken the first step. And yes. then, and then you do another thing, and you another. Thing. What you can't do is look at the whole mountain. You know, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Anything. You, if you look at the whole mountain, it seems like impossible. But mm-hmm. if you just look at the next step, mm-hmm. you know that. So that's a challenge I would offer someone in that situation. Is you know, the you know there must be. If if you look at yourself as that wounded child, think of yourself yeah. when you were young, and think of what happened to you when you were young, because it'll be connected. You know mm-hmm. to how you've been and realize that little boy or that little girl, what can you give them? Can mm. you give them one thing right now? What would it be? It's like I said, you have to use your creativity and your imagination a bit, but most people know what it is. Mm. Um, you're going to give them a little gift, a little gift of grace, something they've yeah. never had, you know? Um, and so that's how you begin. Yeah. There is a journey though, you know, yes. and you probably will need, Support, love, care. Mm-hmm. I love, and, I love it, yeah. that, that you say that that the master key or master key is gentleness, because well, I, I, yeah, you know, it, it sounds simple, but I think it's so true. If we were like, regardless of what we did or didn't do, or the issue is, if we were to just meet ourselves with just the gentleness. You know, I think the thing, the thing itself is less important, but, but how we hold it is, mm-hmm. is, is the healing. And yeah. so I really hope people are just, just, just taking that in, you know, the, the gentleness. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the art of contemplation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people will, will like want to know what awakening is, a lot of people, and they're like, well, I'm trying to get this thing. And my understanding is that it's a series of softenings. That's what it is. It's not, it's, you don't get there through a lot of hard work and intensity and just, you know, spiritual practice and meditation and yoga and Mm -hmm. retreat after retreat and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You actually get there through softening and opening and, you know, and you can do that in your everyday life. You don't need to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was just speaking to having a conversation with someone the other day (laughs) And, and it was like, Yes, it's like for me, it's it's not just like this one big thing. It's just like it's kind of I don't say undramatic, but just every day, just a, yeah. a softening in, yeah. in just daily life over years. Just just mm-hmm. massaging myself. That's just softened things in my mm-hmm. own relationship with my patterns and myself. Yeah. So and in your relationships as well. Yeah. Like if if you're you know. That's a that's the that's a great place to learn mm-hmm. the art of softness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and yielding and surrendering and letting go. And mm-hmm. if you have an intimate relationship, you have a partner, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's an amazing journey. I, I had a question, but before you mentioned relationship, I'm just curious in terms of like gene keys and relationship. Um, how does that work? Uh, uh, you know, I can imagine two people, I almost imagine two people coming together, looking at their, you know, their life patterns. And is there a way to like, look at your own inner code and the other person's internal mm. system and map them together? Like, can, yeah. can you speak to yeah, Gene I mean, Keys and relationship a bit? Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm having a lot of fun now at this <laughs> stage with the Gene Keys, because I've got past all the kind of hard work at the beginning, and I'm, I'm playing with the tools mm. more. And, um, you know, we... 
people who are interested, you can go to genekeys.com and, and you and there's a free profile there and you can get a gene, your genekeys profile and, and it has layers in it. Wow. And the middle layer, called, which is called the Venus sequence, because it's about, you know, it's about relationships. Um, it shows us the way in which we are kind of um, programmed in our relationships and how we how we sh- we learn to shut down as mm. children you know through our seven year cycles as we were young and and what it so it shows us that pattern it's a really mm. intimate tender journey inwards it's an inward journey it's it takes some courage mm. um but as you peel back some of the layers and you're really looking and you're understanding your keys and cuz it once you understand your gene keys you know, you begin to understand the shadow and therefore it's gift. So if you take a key like the key six, because there's 64 mm-hmm. of them, key six, the, the shadow is conflict. Yeah. So if conflict is one of your patterns that you create everywhere you go in your relationships, you're always mm. creating conflict or it, it, or you always draw people that cause conflict with you all the time, then that conflict itself has a gift in it. And the gift that's hidden inside it is diplomacy, right? So the gift Mm. is diplomacy. That's the gift hidden in conflict. So then you realize, oh, my goodness, slowly, slowly, I am actually learning from all these relationships how to be in a relationship. Mm. (laughs) You know, how, Mm. you know, I'm learning how to say something, you know, in a better way, at a better time, how not to say something at all, you know, how to treat myself around others, how to have good boundaries, how to learn empathy and skills of listening and all of that, all those things that are diplomacy, because diplomacy is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Those are all, that's all a gift. So through those relationships where you've been experiencing conflict, you're actually learning to be a very, very good listener. That's what, that's the gift. Wow. Um, and then hidden in conflict, hidden in, in that diplomacy, it's, its final flowering is peace. That's the city. Mm. That's the highest level, peace. So peace is actually hidden in conflict. <laughs> it's mm. a seed, you know, that's hidden in conflict. And the, and the fruit is oh. conflict. And the flower is the gift of diplomacy. So that's a whole journey. And that's just one gene key. There are 64 of those. And, they, and they're, they're journeys. So you go oh. kind of understand them. And so if you understand your Venus sequence, you're understanding the specific wounding patterns. I call them wounding um, patterns that we inherited trauma in a way that we've inherited. And then we can, we reverse the sequence inside us and it Mm. leads to our awakening. So Mm. the journey of understanding it helps us to awaken and helps us to open our hearts and come back into our relationships. And then we create different relationships or either a new one or the old one transforms itself and yes. becomes much bit much better you know mm-hmm. much nicer to live in because you you've transformed the pattern inside you so mm-hmm. that's a part of um working with the gene keys it's a really amazing part actually we have a big wow. retreat on at the moment and wow. off you know where we're doing there's a couple of thousand people mm. online it's a, a retreat but you go through this this step by step understanding over many months so that you begin to open up and understand those those patterns those shadow trauma patterns and then transform them wow. and then they they emerge they reemerge as our genius as our creativity as opportunities mm. as prosperity 
you know, and, and you realize that all the things that have been blocking you out further out in your life, whether it's money or it might be health or, you know, it might be your social environment might be, you know, all those things are also interconnected to how you are in your relationship. Everything is interconnected. Mm. Mm. So working with the jinkies is really um, powerful in that way. Cause it does, you know, I, I get, I don't know. I, I, I am in a lovely position that people write to me all the time and, and the thing and, and tell me this is changing my life. Mm. <laughs> and that's what the thing I hear most. Mm. And I'm delighted to hear it. I have no idea how it, you know, <laughs> it works for them. Um, but I'm glad it does. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and, how many like like does an individual have a specific a specific amount, uh, amount of gene keys? Like- yeah, well, there's different ways of of spinning that. You, because yes, when you look in your profile, you'll see that there's a there's eleven different keys that are kind of uh, okay. we look at. There are actually more, but and you also you could say that we have all of them. Yes, you know because we are all part of the same you know genetic pool. And so we find them all around us in our relationships with our parents, our kids, mm-hmm. our, you know, families, our friends, our lovers, and all of that. You know, the, so the keys are all around us. So understanding even just one, you understand them all. Um, so if you can really understand some of your own keys, mm-hmm. then you will, un- and you can transform them, you'll, you'll understand that this is the same journey for all of us, but just through different lenses. Right, right. Beautiful. Um, final few questions, Richard. Do you, it, it, we started the conversation, you were talking about traveling for a year and seeing that there was just this, this, this guiding principle that was unfolding in the process of life. And you talked about trusting one's instinct. And I think many times as human beings, we, we, have, we have a challenge trusting you know, uh, uh, life itself. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on how we can open to trusting this instinct inside of ourselves, trusting life to unfold, you know, um, our destiny, trusting life more. Uh, Can you speak to that? How can we trust life more? Yeah, it's... um... It's it's the you know I have a program another program at the moment called the Dream Arc which is all about trusting in our intuition and mm-hmm. um, and following where it leads us and it, and the program invites you in lots of different ways um, lots of creative ways um, to follow your intuition um, and there's lots of exercises and one of the ones that I really love is uh, it's so simple it's just you set aside maybe an hour of your mm-hmm. life, of your day, and you say, all I'm going to do for that hour uh-huh. is follow my intuition, nothing else, right? And, and it doesn't matter if you just sit in the same place for an hour or if you go for a walk or if you go and talk to someone or you phone someone or you, and you, basically you're just, you're just available and you're listening and you're watching what happens. And you can go out into the traffic mm-hmm. or if you're in a city or you can go into nature if you're in the country. And, and then you can extend that to like a day. Um, and, and then you begin to see, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, this, I have a navigation system inside me. <laughs> right. I have a GPS tracking system that connects me into a kind of 
universal choreography mm. and I can trust in it. And when I don't trust in it, I still learn from it. You know, I, I suffer because I didn't trust in it, mm. you know, and I didn't trust my instinct with that. And we were still, you know, I, I still do that. Mm. You know, I, I, I did it today. You know, I, I remember kind of going, ah, I knew that I should have, it was just a small thing on the internet with a friend, you know, and it's like, um, mm. you know, and there was some wording and on, on my website and I, and I just, I knew that it wasn't right, but I didn't say anything. Mm. And, um, and then he pointed out later and he went, what, what, those words aren't that they're the, that, you know, and I was like, yeah, thank you for saying that. I don't know why I didn't say it. It's just silly <laughs> things. And, and sometimes, you know, we have to kind of forget to remember. Yes. So the, so we, we can engage that trust mm. and start to live more actively inside it. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we do that, the more biofeedback we get, you know, and 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 then you can become, you know, immersed in that trust, mm-hmm. and that's a really powerful thing because then you you know the deeper it goes, you even trust, you start to even trust, you know, the karma of humanity. You even begin to mm-hmm. trust the news headlines. You be even begin to you know trust really quite mm-hmm. horrible things because you're trusting the whole, mm-hmm. and you're trusting that everything is in some way leading somewhere, because if you found that trust and that sense of core purpose, you realize the world also has a core purpose. Right. And it mm. is also moving towards shadow, gift, city, but it's going to take generations and generations mm. and thousands of years probably, mm. you know, to begin to kind of move into that other higher level. That doesn't mean we can't have it, but as a whole, yeah, you know, I, I think it's still a, it's still some time away. Um, but <laughs> one never knows, you know. Yeah. It, it human humanity, you know, a big crisis which may well be coming <laughs> could lead to us having a radical breakthrough. Mm. So, mm. Thank you know. you the hour of trusting your intuition. It's funny. I, I uh, a few years ago, I, I did an entire week, and uh-huh. and, and Richard, it was. The craziest week. Was it? Like just showing up at the airport in LAX, uh-huh. no ticket, going yeah. randomly from counter to counter, ended up in Thailand, ending up in Bali, ending up in Hong Kong. Brilliant. It was just saying yes to everything was, yeah. you know, you'd think, well, what if some bad stuff happens? You know, what if it all falls apart? And yet when I really did it, it was incredible, really. Like things I could never have visualized and planned and and intended with my mind and logic or written down in my goal list just unfolded and i just got to witness life happening and it was it was really amazing so i want to encourage everyone to do that as a homework assignment um final question you've shared so much so generously so i really just appreciate you and your being and also i think you know i think Maybe a reason I, I really resonated with you is, is, is there's a gentleness in your being that, that really comes across, you know, and there's a, a strength, but there's a gentleness. And so I hope that everyone listening is, is, is feeling the gentleness of your heart and soul as well. So no, thank, thank you for you. sharing. Um, last question. If there were three keys 
not gene keys, just three keys <laughs> from your life that based on everything you've been through in life and ups and downs and lessons and learnings, uh, if you were to look back on your life and if you could only pass these three key wisdoms to, let's say, the next generation, that these three keys would evolve the consciousness of the next generation the most. Uh, I'm curious what your three key life lessons, life learnings would be that you would pass to the next generation of children. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know my first one. <laughs> <laughs> Gentleness. Gentleness. You know. Yeah, that's my yeah. first one. Yeah. Um, I think my second one would 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 goes along with that. You know, because, and I mentioned it earlier. It's patience. Patience. Got you know, it. because gentleness and patience are part of the same field you know mm. and because it takes time to really heal your heart it takes time to move through difficult situations and we're not a we you know we're not that patient anymore our our mm. kind of civilization i was just talking this evening with a friend and um she was saying how um you know she knows a cameraman wildlife cameraman and those guys and if there mm -hmm. might be female as well. Uh, they they sit out there, or like hunters, you know, hunt we were hunters, you know, hunters have to be incredibly patient. They have to wait for hours and hours, days mm -hmm. sometimes, mm -hmm. in one place, not moving. Otherwise, you don't get to eat, and neither do your family. So we had we we had a different sense of time. Mm -hmm. And now we now we don't have that in a way. So we've lost some of our patience. And so it's a beautiful thing to bring back into our lives. And it's the one of the, my teachers um, mentioned, you know, he said this beautiful thing that patience is the vanguard of love. This was a, a Bulgarian teacher, Bain Saduno, his name is nice to say his name. And he, the patience is yeah. patience is the vanguard of love. It's the, it's the front runner. It's the herald of love. So if you want love, you're going to need to get patience. <laughs> <laughs> first mm. so i love that that's that's my second one i think my third one would be humor um you know because without that you know what's the point <laughs> you know like uh and humor is is about friendship and warmth and being able to laugh at oneself and um it just feels like um I don't know i had a in one of my deepest experiences in life i went right down and 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 in a plant medicine journey mm. and i was being guided in by someone and i got to the core of my soul mm. and um and she was asking so what is you know what's your purpose what is your what is the purpose what is your purpose that was the question i heard i had my eyes shut and i just heard what is your purpose and all i heard was laughter mm. you know i just heard laughter and 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 I started to laugh myself. I just you feel that belly laugh. It just starts to vibrate, and then it come up in my chest. And then I start laughing. And she, and she was like, then they started. She started laughing, and we were laughing. And and all I heard was laugh was the laughter of the gods. You know, uh, aren't that was the perfect answer to what is the purpose of life? Mm. <laughs> it was this. It was this. This is the purpose of life. If you know, so I think the comedians and the you know those are our sacred, most sacred people, because um, they make us laugh. Anyone that makes us laugh, yeah. um, 
is a, is is a is an agent of grace. So yeah. make sure you're around people that make you laugh and try and laugh at yourself from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes when I look at the planet, Richard, uh, I sometimes yeah. think to myself, "Damn, God! I think God is uh, God has a pretty crazy, crazy, crazy sense of humor. Sense of <laughs> crazy." Well, she heard it: gentleness, patience, and humor. Uh, Richard, where can people find out about you and your work? And you mentioned a few events that you have running now, but uh, best website, uh, any resources that people can connect with you and Gene Keys? Yeah, genekeys.com. You know, that's where you'll find all the juicy things. And and you can join, uh, we call it the Pulse, join a Pulse. And and it's a beautiful, um, it's a bit more than a newsletter, but it comes out every six or seven days from from Mm. Gene Keys. And it, and we kind of put gifts in it and little videos and tasters. And um, it's not it's not like a lot of marketing. It's not about that. It's It connects us to the gene key of the moment each week. Um, so it gives us the pulse of humanity. It's really interesting to observe the pulse, especially for a year. Wow. Um, anyway, so when you go and get your free profile, if you click the little box that says join the pulse, um, you'll, you'll be connected to our community and Jinkies is now a big global community, a lovely, beautiful people all around the world doing amazing things. And um, so if you want to come and find out more, um, we're, you know, we're we're in all kinds of countries and languages and um, we're a nice bunch. We're a humorous, <laughs> gentle, patient bunch hope, on the whole. Um, and my books are on Amazon. So um, awesome. you can find them there. I love the designs, by the way. They really... Oh. Transmit something as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Really great. Uh, Richard, thank you so much. It's been a, Thanks, a, a pleasure. I look forward to giving you a big hug in person one day soon. Yes. Folks, Likewise. you heard it, genekeys.com. We're going to put all of uh, Richard's resources in the show notes. So check them out. Check out Gene Keys. Check out his book. Check out his work. I know that your life will be blessed. I trust you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, share this episode with anyone in your life that you feel would benefit. Make sure you write a a review and uh, catch you next week. Love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.